0: Today's podcast is uh, just a, a reiteration or a, a recording of our uh, presentation for the wheat from our conference this week. Steve and I got a chance to sit down and talk about what's going on in the wheat market. We wanted to give you a little bit of an insight to that. If you uh, have interest in listening to our recordings, give Zach a call at 800-262-7538. Hope you enjoy the uh, the podcast today. For those that don't know this wheat tour is spring wheat only and so north dakota areas of south dakota uh, and, and diving right into to how things look and so day one we had the, the tour come out with a 43.1 uh bushel to the acre now last year when you look at what that area had produced it was roughly 47.6 but to be fair the day one total last year Uh, had missed that mark as well, but looking at about a 38.9 bushel average. And so it's looking good. I think the takeaway, though, Greg, and and what we're really trying to get at here on this, is when you look at some of the emotion in this wheat market and what really drives this wheat, uh, it is kind of neutral. It's almost stale, and we know there's some good wheat out there. And so we'll see what that looks like as we continue through this this wheat tour. But uh, but Greg, you know, it's one of these things where uh, today's uh, day two findings, we'll see what's said there, but then the final results will be out on on Thursday. So tomorrow morning um, or tomorrow they'll have these results for us as far as their total finding. So going to be very interesting, though, and we'll see what that does. But so far, a lot of this is is kind of a media frenzy uh, on Twitter, but things do look pretty good right now as far as uh, this tour. Now, with, with this being uh, uh, spring wheat uh, in the Dakotas uh, that they're covering, um, obviously that's not as as big of a uh, production area as say Kansas or Oklahoma and, and Texas. Uh, what are we hearing as far as uh, possibilities for uh, for yields uh, in those areas? Because that's the those are the yields that probably gonna move the needle when it comes to uh uh to these uh to these wheat charts because let's face it, these charts are pretty sickly. Hmm. <laughs> They're pretty bad. I gotta agree with you. They're not good. You know, when you look at the trends and you look at what's going on from a technical perspective, it's it's really tough right now. But you know when you listen to, to what's going out in a lot of these areas of Kansas, Oklahoma panhandle of texas you look at this wheat and uh, what this crop is is uh, what we're hearing it is still good and i think as we dive into a little further and I'll, I'll go through some balance sheets and things like that with you guys but when you look at it you bring up a great point greg the charts don't look good and we need to keep that in mind you know yesterday uh we did have wheat that was up a little bit but the trend is still down and so we need to remember that these rallies and 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 decent bounces may be opportunities for guys to look at look and get some hedges on or uh, an opportunity to possibly sell it as well but we'll go through that later but greg you're right the charts don't look good we've got some decent yields out there and got to keep things uh, on edge as we move forward now what's the what's the story with this i mean is it is it all because of uh, supply, or is it just because we're not selling wheat? I mean, who's who's buying U.S. wheat at this point? Yeah, when, when we get this excitement and we see some news, maybe that hits the media or whatever it is. Our problem is is that when we look at demand specifically, that demand is is very it's, it's very limited. It's very light. We're having trouble uh, really getting this demand to to really pick up. And so when we look at some of the issues that we have on hand, we just have too much wheat. Uh, And so when you look at what happened really 2006, 2007, the wheat market went absolutely crazy. And so what happened, the, the, the entire globe said, hey, I'm planting wheat. And so we did that and then we have these massive supplies now from a global perspective as well as domestically. And so the only way to measure that, we have a demand problem right now. If we start seeing some issues or something uh, that we could see the global demand start to dwindle, now we're going to actually be looking at potentially seeing demand come back here to the U.S. and take care of some of these big piles of wheat, uh, over a billion carryout right now. And you know that's kind of what we're hearing. And so we have that to work through, though, Greg, and it's really tough to – to decide and really figure out where things are going to go, and get excited about wheat when we don't see that component of it. Well, and and that brings us to the next question. And and the reason I I captured this from uh, from Drew's conversation yesterday was, um, you know, it seems like many of these these bullet points that Drew is is pointing out, these are all or not all of them, but a lot of these. Our world wheat producers that are big players in the wheat game. Uh, what's this do for us if, if let's say uh, France is is dry and that's kind of bleeding over into to Germany and and Russia is too wet for small grains and and it's still too dry in the Ukraine. Where's where's that take us, Steve? You know, it, it's it's good to it's good to see some of this from a global perspective. But we need to see some of their their ending stocks dwindle as well. You know, it was interesting that Drew put this out, and because it is a lot of when you and I sat down and we talked about how we want to direct this conversation and 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 what are some of the bigger players in this global market and how does that look? And then Drew put this out yesterday. It is very very interesting because I, yes, that that northern part and Drew made it very very clear that he was he was concerned or or surprised, I think was his word, uh, that the wheat market hasn't reacted to the, the fact that Russia, that northern area of Russia is too wet and that it's impacting their small window they have uh to harvest. And so it, it is something that they need to they need to get in there and harvest. Otherwise they could have a serious problem on their hands if they start to get into more of their winter, and we see that colder weather move in. That may be that may that may make this, this situation a lot worse out of Russia. Uh, and then, of course, talking about what's going on in Australia, uh, the Queensland area in Australia still very dry, very hot, and uh, abandoning some acres just because the idea that they can't get it planted because conditions aren't there. And so that doesn't mean Australia is just a failure. It's just that portion of it is very tough. Thank you for listening to the Allendale Market Talk podcast this week. If you have interest in getting a a hold of our recordings for the grains or the livestock from our conference, give Zach a call, 800-262-7538. Have a good day.